Welcome back to another episode of Quick Spin, the Auto Week podcast that gets to the essence of the automobile. Today, we are talking about the 2023 Dodge Hornet. That's right, the latest compact crossover from our friends over at Dodge. You can take a look at this Hornet on our Instagram page right now. That's at Auto Week USA. And hey, while you're out there, why don't you head to our Facebook, click that like button. That way, you get all the great Auto Week content sent directly to you. We're going to spend a ton of time talking about this Hornet in just one second, but first, we have to pay the bills. Do you have a car-loving little one in your life? Give them Road & Track Crew's Big & Fast Cars. Loaded with 701 amazing car facts, this hardcover book is custom-built for kids who love slick supercars, powerful monster trucks, and record-smashing speed machines. The only thing your little one needs to drive Road & Track Crew's Big & Fast Cars is a license for fun. Road & Track Crew's Big & Fast Cars is on sale now at Amazon.com. And Patrick, you're here today with my notes are saying you drove... A 1971 AMC Hornet. I think either your notes or your eyesight has an issue. Oh, no. Yep. No. I was looking at my notes wrong. It's a 2023 Dodge Hornet. I get them confused all the time. It's almost virtually the same car. Patrick, how are you doing today? Thank you for joining us. And also, tell us about this Dodge Hornet. I'm good. I am excited to talk about this Dodge Hornet because... I liked it. And it's, uh, you know, especially for the cars that we tend to talk about on this pod, um, it's pretty reasonable. It's something that I think could be within most people's reach if they're looking to buy something new. And so it was kind of nice to be in a car like that that I think that I could uh, actually recommend to folks. No, for sure. So, Patrick, you drove the 2023 Dodge Hornet GT Plus. Now, that is not the PIA. That's just the turbocharged Hurricane I-4, right? That is correct. The uh, I think the PHEV is coming out for the 2024 model year. And, you know, we're going to obviously dive into the vast similarities between <laughs> this and the Alfa Romeo Tonale. But the PHEV is the engine that the Tonale has. And so this engine is not offered in the Alfa. And that's the one I drove. So um, that's where we are with this. But Patrick... I believe you take us on a quick little walk around of this bad boy. So let's go to that right now. I am walking around the 2023, not Hudson, not AMC, but Dodge Hornet GT Plus for a uh, little compact SUV. This thing is a looker, uh, which makes sense because it's really the same as the Alfa Tonale, uh, which, uh, of course, Stellantis is the giant corporation that owns Alpha and Chrysler and Dodge, etc. Um, so these two vehicles share the same very nice looking body. Uh, we'll talk more about that back in the studio, but uh, just in terms of its curb appeal, how it looks, really nice, um, especially for the price, which we will talk about as well. Uh, it's got really nice looking 18 inch wheels, and this one has the black top package, which means the wheels, the uh, the little Hornet badges, the, uh, the side mirrors, and uh, all of that is actually blacked out, which gives it a really nice look, and especially looks really good with the blue. Now, although this is uh, basically the same as the Tonale, there are some Dodge touches on it. Uh, the nose is a very distinctive, uh, kind of squished down, Dodge look, um, as is the tail, the way that the lights are, and they have those little Dodge, um, kind of looks like one half of a quote mark kind of thing, their symbol. Uh, and then, you know, the hood, hood's got some scoops on it, which make it look a little aggressive. Uh, but no, overall, in terms of like what this thing looks like, it looks 
really good. Um, and I, uh, I think that anyone would be very happy to be rolling in this thing, pulling up in this thing, etc. Um, it definitely maintains some of that Italian je ne sais quoi, which makes no sense since je ne sais quoi is French. Well, I definitely love that bilingual approach to uh, an analysis, <laughs> Mr. Crone. The uh, replacement for the Challenger and Charger is coming out, but I mean, I don't think it's going to come out before the end of the year, at least on, at least at retail. Uh, so the Hornet is very, very important for Dodge. Uh, and do you think it cuts the mustard? Yeah, I think that it does. And the short answer is indeed. Um, so, you know, I think a big part of it, I was talking about the price. So the base price of the one that I drove, uh, which does have, like I mentioned, that blacktop package option. And um, it had a really good, like, uh, it's called the tech pack. So, um, like, driving assist and surround view cameras and, you know, all of those sorts of safety features. Um, so the base price was 34995 and as tested, $41,060. Uh, and I think that you get a heck of a lot of car for that price and you get it in style and you get something that's pretty fun to drive and that's uh, nice inside. So, you know what? I think that Dodge is shooting their best shot with this. Oh, I agree. I think it really does hit on a lot of points. And with the average transaction price, you know, hovering around $48,000 or almost $50,000 now, $41,000 is somehow a bargain, which I don't understand. (laughs) I know it sounds weird. It does. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I might talk about this a little bit in the drive, but, you know, it's, it's important to know that it is a compact SUV, right? You know, it's, it's um, a little tight in the back. There's not a lot of cargo space uh, in the way back. But, you know, so just, just note that it's on the smaller side. But yeah, no, it's, I, I think it's a very, very solid value. Patrick, did you say you drove this thing? Let's go to your drive right now. I am driving the Hornet on the highway, zipping around, and it's uh, it's quite quick, actually. So it's got the uh, two-liter turbocharged four, the Hurricane four, as it's been dubbed, with a nine-speed transmission, which is very responsive, very intuitive. Um, I didn't clock it, but supposedly this goes zero to 60 at a totally respectable 6.5 seconds. Um, you know, that doesn't sound like a lot these days, but it's not bad. Uh, so this engine's got 268 horses, 295 pound feet of torque. And, uh, yeah, no, it's totally zippy. I mean, it's plenty, you know, for especially you know what you're paying and uh, the size of the engine i think that it's it's nice actually um i, I the, you know the sounds aren't that impressive but um you know that said it's it's good uh, the fuel economy is all right um i sort of seems that it's probably running in like the low 20s uh, for my time, which was a combination of city and highway driving. So nothing spectacular, but certainly not any sort of gas guzzler. Um, the interior is very nice. So, you know, just as the exterior takes, you know, it is really the tonale. Um, a lot of the interior appointments are as well. It's the actually the Alpha steering wheel with the, you know, Alpha logo 
exchanged for a Dodge. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's sporty. I, you know, any kind of luxurious, but this one has a nice black interior with, uh, red stitching, which contrasts nicely. Um, so, you know, nothing fancy, but, uh, really solid and definitely has like a sporty feel. I really like the displays, the, um, you know, it's got around 11 inch infotainment, it's got Apple CarPlay and all of that. Um, I'm actually just using the regular navigation, which I think works quite well. Um, and then it also has the digital uh, display up front, uh, you know, with the speedometer and the tack and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, but uh, no, it's 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 nice. Um, you know, the, the one thing I'd say is it's maybe a little cramped in the back. I did try squeezing back there and, you know, I mean, I fit, but maybe it's a little less room than someone might want. Even though this is a compact SUV, I, I've definitely been in a few that have had a little more room back there. But no, all in all, um, you know, this, this kind of delivers on what's been promised. So uh, having a very nice drive overall. If you're looking for a once-in-a-lifetime trip, look no further than Hudson Quattrocento. Road and Tracks rally through upstate New York and Connecticut taking place October 17th through the 20th. It'll be four glorious days of peak fall foliage, curated group drives, luxury accommodations, and delicious local eats with exciting pit stops along the way. Learn more at experiences.rodentrack.com. It sounds like quite the drive, but Patrick, you do touch on something that's probably pretty important. This is a, I'm using the term very loosely here, a platform mate with the Alfa Romeo Tonale. Yes, it is. Yes, that's a very nice way to put it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of the same car. Uh, like I said, the, the nose and the back are styled a little differently. Um, and, you know, this engine is not available in the Alpha. So, you know, that's obviously a big difference. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I have not driv- driven the Tonali. So this is all based on, you know, research and what I've read. But... Yeah, they are they are pretty much the same car. Yeah, no, for sure. And it does have like a little bit of dodginess thrown into it, I'm sure. Yeah. The, the style I know the styling department kind of tried to do their darned best with the the Dodge je ne sais quoi. No, definitely. And I mean, look, Alpha and Dodge are completely different brands, but you know, both of them sort of historically, I guess you could say, have, are you know, you ask a lay person about Alfa Romeo in the US and they think it's this like exotic thing but you know you go to Italy and really it's just like a little step above Fiat to some degree I mean there's Alphas all over there are regular sedans like police cars taxis you know they're all Alphas you know in that sense maybe it's not so different from Dodge because Dodge I think has a sort of reputation of being a little bit sporty obviously the muscle car heritage Etc. So while they do seem like very different brands in some ways, maybe uh, the spirit of them has some similarity. Does that make any sense? Yeah, definitely. Uh, intercontinental cousins, you could say, especially now. Being yeah. One one big formerly FCA family. I think that there is a, a reasonable tie between both brands. Yes, exactly. That, that, that a tie that like some people might not see. That you know you might not. That might not be your first thought that there is anything in common between Dodge and Alpha. No, for sure. That being said, Patrick, as of late, the last 20 years or so, and especially since 2016, 
Dodge has struggled with the compact car space, mm-hmm. right? The Dart wasn't a success by, by most metrics. I don't think Dodge would say it was a success. I think they were kind of fun or whatever. Uh, the Caliber, less so. The Neon was a success. I'd, I'd argue people like the Neon and then, of course, the Omni and Charger. Before, before that, do you think that this could be the missing puzzle piece to kind of get Dodge's compact car space back? Or do, do you think, what, what do you think about that? I think it could be. I mean, I think like, let's take like the Dart, for example, also, of course, based on an alpha. And I really like the Dart too. You know, I think you could argue that maybe the Dart was a victim of kind of... Wrong car for the wrong time. Wrong car, exactly. Like sedans like that were kind of on the wane. And so while it was a decent enough product, I think it wasn't really the right time for it. This obviously is the glory years for a compact SUV. So, you know, in that sense, uh, you know, Dodge maybe finally has its timing right. And so if the timing is right and the product is good, then I really hope for the best for this and for Dodge. Patrick, on a quick spin, we'll try to get to the essence of the automobile and the 2023 Dodge Hornet GT Plus with the blacktop package is no exception. So Patrick, I ask, I beg, I plead, what is the raison d'etre of this fine Italian muscle machine, the Dodge Hornet? Why would anyone buy this thing? What's 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 going on over here? I don't know. I feel like we kind of touched on the real heart of it, which is this idea that you can get something that's fairly priced, that has some pizzazz to it, that's got a little bit of personality, and you know that you can get something in which those two things peacefully coexist. Because you know there aren't a ton of options in this price range, and. You know, as far as my experience uh, and things I've driven recently that, you know, had sort of a, a bit of a, a little fun, a little personality, a little some sort of like devilish kind of feeling to it. But I think the Hornet does have that, which I thought was great, which was really nice to drive around in, in for a weekend. No, for sure. I, I agree. I think it has like a little devilish charm to it. I couldn't agree more. That being said, Patrick, I think it's a good place to put a pin put a pin in it for today. Thank you so much for driving this thing. I know it was hard work cruising around the streets of New York City in your Hornet, but somebody had to do it. And listener, thank you for listening to this thing. If you could head over to the Apple Podcast Store or Spotify, wherever you listen to this bad boy, and drop a review. Five stars, I hope. And let the world know that you love Quick Spin. And while you're cruising there at Superhighway, why don't you head over to Facebook, click that like button, that way you get all the great Auto Week content sent directly to you. And I know I say it's at the end of every episode, but I do mean it. Without your listenership, none of this could be possible. So thank you for listening.